You can now support the Terrible Warriors by visiting patreon.com slash terriblewarriors today on the Terrible Warriors. We didn't know which game we wanted to play, so we asked you. And we went to Patreon, and we put up a poll. And with 38% of the vote, you have chosen Masks, the new generation. Masks is a Powered by Apocalypse game, similar in the vein to Monster Hearts, The Sprawl, and Worldwide Wrestling. And in this game, our players play teenage superheroes in Halcyon City. Halcyon City has a history of heroes going back three generations, and every hero in town has got an opinion of what kind of hero our players should become. Will they bow to their influence, or will they carve out a future of their own? And what's cool about a Powered by Apocalypse game is in the beginning, in this first episode, we have no idea what game we're about to play. Not the Game Master, not the PC, no one has an idea because we haven't even chosen our characters yet. And so we descend upon the game table, where we meet our terrible warriors as they decide which masks they're going to wear. Welcome to the Terrible Warriors! I'm Justin Eacock, your Game Master for this campaign. So good of you to join me here around this table. It's a snowy day here in Toronto, and since this game comes out two days after we recorded it, it might still be snowing. Uh, I don't think it's ever gonna stop now. Uh, but uh, braving the winter weather and, and, and traveling through the wastelands, uh, I have gathered three players around this table to play a new game we've never tried before, a game that I put up on our Patreon page as a vote uh, for you to choose last month, and uh, with 38% of the vote, you chose Masks, the New Generation, a teen superhero RPG uh, done by, uh, oh, it's, uh, it's written here, Brendan Conway, uh, and uh, I think it's gone through Magpie uh, Press again. Maybe I'm wrong. If, if I am, I'm going to edit this part out. Oh, yeah. But uh, it runs on the Powered by Apocalypse system, which we've done before with Monster Hearts and with The Sprawl and with uh, Worldwide Wrestling, the RPG, and now we're back at it with Masks. But like every Powered by Apocalypse game, they've got a slightly different change in the rules. We'll get all to that in a second. But first, my players around the table who are joining me today, starting at my right, your left. Ori Faulkner, how's it going, everybody? Hi, Ori. Thank you Hi. for being here. Thank you for making me get out into the snow You're, today. It's great. Happy Sunday. Thank you. Yep. Is that what day it is? Yeah, it, it is no, <laughs> days have no meaning. They don't. Not for me anymore. And, and your counterpart from Dogs in the Vineyard joining us for a second game. Hi, I'm Jen Walker. Hi, Jen. Uh, uh, thanks for answering the call when I was looking for an extra player. Uh, so you saved this game. I had a lot of fun last time, so I'm excited to play another game. With yes, you guys. one of us. <laughs> and returning from hiatus, uh, back on the show once again. It's so good to see you. Yeah, thank you so much. This is Erica Sabo. I am so happy to be back. It has been a really long hiatus. Yeah. This, this is going to be a really cool one, though. So today, you're all going to be playing teen superheroes in the city of Halcyon. Uh, there's a, a few rules that, uh, unlike other Powered by Apocalypse games, it's not entirely generated from scratch, like with the Sprawl or with Monster Hearts. Uh, there are a few things that are the same every time you play Masks. Uh, the city of Halcyon has been around um, forever. It's like a New York kind of place, except... Uh, starting in the 1940s, superheroes ap appeared uh, over the skies and started fighting villains, and uh, they were known as the Golden Generation. And they fought for a few decades. They fought through the war. They fought through the Depression. Uh, they mostly fought the mob. Uh, they were um, extraordinary people with extraordinary abilities uh, who 
in looking back, may have had a more simpler time at it. Uh, in the 60s and 70s, a new wave of heroes uh, showed up in Halcyon City as, uh, as, as the reputation of the city continued to grow. And it was uh, characters like Silverstreak who arrived, who uh, were from uh, other worlds and other dimensions, time travelers. Uh, they were known as the Silver Generation. Things didn't get just superpowered. They got really superpowered. And... Uh, where the golden generation today are either dead or mostly retired or, or uh, into their 80s or 90s, and uh, some of the villains from that era are a little lame and tame, uh, <laughs> trying to reclaim old lost glory. The silver generation is still very much in power in Halcyon City. They run the corporations and the agencies and the, and, 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 and the legacies of heroes that, that, that people remember. That was uh, the, the peak of power for the, the superheroes. Uh, they, uh, through the 60s and the 70s, uh, the Silver Generation, uh, when uh, alien portals appeared over town and when the city went through a massive transformation and rebuilt itself. Some parts of the city are like alien architecture brought in from other worlds uh, or from other timelines or other dimensions. This has just become part of life in Halcyon City. The city is real quick on repairing damage and heading into bunkers and, you know, it's just Everyone who lives in the city who doesn't have powers, which is most of them, uh, are, are just used to this. Silver Generation changed all of that. And in the 80s and the 90s, the generation that came after them uh, had to find where their place was in this world because the Silver Generation wasn't going to be giving up power anytime soon. And they liked the way things were. They liked what they had done for the city and what they had done for the world. But the Bronze Generation felt the Silver Generation in their quest to stop alien invasions and time travelers and interdimensional threats had forgotten a lot of the social causes in the, in the city and the damage that had been caused and the collateral damage that they had been causing. Uh, uh, many uh, heroes uh, who came out of the closet uh, from even the golden generation and uh, other heroes who are fighting for equal rights uh, began forming what would name be known as the Bronze Generation. They filled in the cracks that the Silver Generation left behind. They were known more as real, gritty, darker, gray anti-heroes, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, uh, and, and they started filling in a new moral, mushy area that the Silver Generation was all about good and evil. Mm -hmm. And the Bronze Generation is all about, uh, that doesn't really matter anymore. Uh, you are someone between the ages of 16 and 20, born in the generation after the Bronze Generation. You've been born in this millennium, and you are uh, unsure of what your generation's role will be in Halcyon City. No one really knows what this new generation is going to be, what stamp they will leave. And every generation before you has an idea of what kind of generation you should become. They all have ideas of the type of heroes you should perform as and the type of missions you should go against and the type of villains who are going to fight you. Everyone is pushing you and influencing you to be what they think you should be. But you're the only ones who can decide that. And that's the core of this story. The three of you are young heroes in Halcyon City, a city that knows superheroes, is used to superheroes, accepts them as a way of life. And... Uh, you are part of a team because in, in everything that's happened in the last hundred years, uh, superhero teams are a necessity now. You can't really make it in this city on your own until you've really been out there for a while. So the other rule of this game is you are part of a team and you all want to be a part of this team. So however the conflicts work between people, certain of the characters we're going to meet are anti-hero-ish, which is fine. They can be anti-establishment, but they still found a place in this team. 
that mm. they are fighting for and that they want. So we're all working towards that. Because if you don't want to be part of the team, that's fine. Your character retires, you make a new character. That's kind of what happens if you break the team. So with that said, that was a bit of an intro to the world to set it up. Mm. Uh, we have 10 character masks that we can choose from. Uh, each of you are going to pick one, and none of them are going to be the same. Uh, I'll pick one to read, and then we'll each go around, and each of you will read one of them three times. What I would like on the front of the pamphlets uh, are just a little description of the character, and uh, you can even give a thought, anything you want to add about what this character you think they would be like, and uh, and then we'll go to the next one. If you can, uh, we can get along with this uh, to read that description at the top of the pamphlet in your best dramatic voice, because this is all about getting into to this world that we're going to be playing as. <laughs> So the one I picked up is The Transformed. You can recall a time not too long ago when you looked normal, when you didn't feel their stares, when you didn't hear their gasps, when no one thought you as a monster. Those were the days, huh? So The Transformed is your beast or your nightcrawler or your hulk mm. or yeah. cyborg. Uh, they're characters who used to look human, who through mutation or accident or experimentation that's completely up to you they don't look human anymore mm. and uh, and that's now like a, a, a central part of their character is dealing with now looking like the monster is Taylor it like Croc a kind of fits into that on the villain side as well so. is that like a like a permanent transformation like they can't like hulk out to that for this or character it, like it would be a permanent transformation yeah. um because if you reverse the transformation, you're no longer the transformed. You would pick a new playbook. Right, okay. Right? Like, this is a key part of your character. Yeah, yeah. So this would be, yeah, Bruce Banner's turned into the Hulk, but then he never turns back. Right. Yeah. Right? So that's the transformed. And if, Erica, if you want to grab one of the uh, ten to read. Sure. I think I'm going to bring this one. This one caught my eye. The Outsider. You're not from here. Your home is an amazing place full of beauty and wonder. But there's something to this place, something special that you're missing back home, something human. So yeah, you'll be hanging around, at least for now. So characters like this, like Starfire, for instance, from Teen Titans. Yes. Mm. Sense of curiosity and whimsy. Yeah. Uh, sense of naivete. Martian Manhunter as well. Right? And, yeah, and absolutely. You're, you're a character who, it doesn't have to be an alien either. It could be a time traveler or yeah. from another dimension or from something yeah. else. But you are not from this world. This time. And you are visiting this world. And uh, the, a lot of the character, you still have contact with your old world. In fact, a lot of that character, you'll be getting like, Tell us about what you're doing and sending letters from home yeah. or even missions or people checking up on you like monitors. Mm. Um, but you have decided on your visit here to stay because there's something about this world that allures you. But you're also you're the alien in the group. Mm. And, and also that character brings in the whole story of other worlds and aliens into our narrative. They will now become a key part of the story because they're a key mm -hmm. part of your story. Yeah, mm -hmm. So that's what the outsider brings. Uh, Jen? Uh, so, the Janice. Wake up, breakfast, school, work, homework, sleep, repeat. It burns you up being stuck in this life, unable to make a real difference. That is, until you put on the mask, and then you can be someone else, a hero. So, the Janice is the two-face, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's all about the dual identity, the secret identity. Most of these characters don't 
worry too much about the secret identity, or at least mm. it's not a part of their story as much. Um, this is the Spider-Man. This is Miles Morales, Peter Parker. This mm-hmm. is trying a key part of the Janice story is working with your private mundane obligations and your superhero life mm. and living those two worlds very separately. There's a good chance if you play the Janus, the members of this team might not know your secret identity. Or maybe you let them in or maybe one of them knows or maybe they find out during the game. Um, that is a, a, that's a real part of that story. Without the Janus in play, we might not worry too much about secret identities. We'll just be heroes, mm. uh, right? Like Robin doesn't really worry too much about when he's got to be Damian Wayne or when he's got to be uh, 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 Grayson as much, right? He's, just, yeah. he's mostly just being Robin. Uh, but Peter Parker or Miles Morales very much a key part of their story is all about protecting their loved ones and keeping their identity secret. Um, so that's the Janus. Ori? Okay. I'm just going to grab the beacon. So you don't have to do this. You could probably have a safe, decent, simple life. It'd be nice. But come on! Superpowers, aliens, wizards, time travel. You're out of your depth. But who cares? This is awesome. Everyone should try it. So the beacon has no powers. So it sounds like he just really, really enjoys. The beacon is the beacon is the mortal. The beacon is your Oliver Queen. Is your uh, your Tony Stark. Your your Bruce Wayne. Mm. Uh, They, for whatever of their personal reasons, want this life, and they they have drives written into their character that are always moving them towards this life. Mm -hmm. There's there's a lot of argument for them to not be a hero. And that's going to be a big part if you play the beacon is fighting those arguments and rejecting those assumptions because, Mm. damn it, you are a hero and you're going to show the world. Uh, But unlike everyone else, you have no powers. You're all about picking up whatever you can on the ground and using it against your enemies. So uh, a lot of the beacon is proving yourself against a mountain of evidence that you should not be anywhere near here. (laughs) Uh, So that that, could be fun. But they love it, right? Like for whatever reason, and you can you can you can either do it because like Bruce Wayne, you have to, or you want to be more like uh, Tony Stark because you want to. Yeah. Uh, So that can be sort of how you play it out. Interesting. On the other side of the beacon, you have the protege. Oh. You proved yourself to an experienced hero. They think you've got what it takes. They've been training you for a while, and now you have to decide. Do you want to be them, or will you find your own path? So the protege is all about their relationship with the mentor. And we'll, mm-hmm. as we create the character, figure out who that mentor is. But that's your Batman to Robin, yeah. right? Or that's your, you know, or 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 uh, Flash or Green Lantern, even where you're being brought in to replace someone or to mm-hmm. become them now. And and a big part of that character is your relationship with that mentor and your mentor's relationship with your teammates and them always trying to push you to be what they want you to be. You, unlike everyone else in the team, have been training from a very early age to be this person. You're closer to actually um, uh, what the new Batwoman was or even sure, uh, yeah. uh, or, or, or X-23. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, to, yeah, to like yeah, Wolverine. Like, yeah, like, like you, that you, definitely you, reads yeah. like Cyclops to yeah, me. Yeah, you've like, been trained yeah. from a very yeah. early age to not necessarily take over for the mentor, but to potentially become even better or greater than the mentor. You could yeah. be a daredevil to stick. Right, like mm. uh, like that kind of relationship as well. Like, uh, arguably, Daredevil is better at what he does than Stick is, but the relationship between them is very much a key part of this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if that interests you. That's the protege. Cool. Uh, Erica, we're almost uh, we're halfway through. We're sure. just gonna fly through the remaining masks. So I'm gonna pick the doomed here. 
Something about your powers dooms you. It's just a matter of time before your doom comes for you. Until then, though, you've got a nemesis who needs fighting and a world that needs saving. After all, it's better to burn out than fade away. So obviously bringing in the doom kind of lowers the color saturation. I'm just, yeah. yeah, I'm just picturing like, you know the the, the Batman Beyond intro where it's just like, uh, yeah. it's just like greed, apathy. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, oh, like uh, Batman Beyond background. protege. That's another perfect example. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, Terry. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. With Terry McGinnis. Yep. Uh, yeah. And that's actually mentioned in the rule book. Uh, yeah. Terry's uh, mentioned as an influence. But yeah, the doomed. We'll figure out the details of it when we create the character, yeah. but for whatever reason, they are going to die. And mm. they are going to die by the end of their personal story arc. Maybe it won't happen today in this game, but but that's a key part of their character. They're going to die. They know they're going to die, and they know that this is something that they are going to have to do. Mm. And uh, maybe it's a bit like Harry Potter and his prophecy where he knew he'd have to go up against Voldemort and that one of them would have to die uh, so that the other could live. Or maybe it's more like a, a, a Dean Winchester deal with the devil and he will go to hell once this deal is done. Mm. Um, that can be or, – or it's just you've got a bomb and, 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 or, or a villain <laughs> that you have to fight or whatever you want that to be. Mm-hmm. There is something about your character that will kill them at the end and that brings death into this story. Mm. Um, it's not by default part of mass. But this becomes like uh, there is something tragic or cursed or terminal about your character that becomes a key part of your story. And then that drives me uh, when I'm running the game to push you towards using your powers that bring you closer to that doom while also reminding you of the world that you will eventually be leaving behind and and toying with those strings. Uh, Jen. The Legacy. You're the latest in a storied heroic lineage, a family that shares a name and a cause. Now everybody is watching, waiting to see if you've got what it takes to uphold that tradition. No pressure, right? I love this character. This is the one I would pick if I was playing. Uh, The Legacy is... You come from either a line of heroes or a family of heroes or something about it. There's a tradition behind you. This is the Green Lantern Corps. This is mm. this is becoming the next Flash. This yeah. is becoming the next Superman. This is you have been not like the protege trained for it. You have been born for it. You have been chosen and you have all these people, this family behind you. Maybe it's the, like the Lantern Corps family or it's an actual bloodline. But for whatever reason, they are grooming you to become the heir. You are the heir apparent. You are the next in line. You are going to be the legacy. And uh, uh, there's a lot of pressure and a lot of influence to be Superman or to be a Green Lantern. And whether you want it or not, Right where the protege is very much choose that and has chosen to follow this mentor and become the student, the legacy was born into this. You don't get to choose whether or not you're from Krypton. You just now you are, and you've got all this birthright responsibility to you. And that uh, maybe it's because I've been watching a lot of The Crown on Netflix, where Queen Elizabeth did not want to be the queen, but because her uncle abdicated and her dad became king. She got pushed into this completely very public and invisible life she never wanted, and yet she had to suck it up and be the person that the commonwealth and the country needed her to be. And that's sort of at the core of the legacy is will you reject all of that and in an attempt reject the playbook or will you become what you have to become? Mm. It's really it's a really interesting <laughs> character. There's a lot to it. Um, uh, uh, was that what you read, Jen? Or was that Erica? Erica read the legacy. So yeah. Jen, get, uh, pick, uh, pick one more. No, I, uh, I just... Oh, you read the legacy? Read the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'll do one. Yes. 
I'll pick the bull. You're big, strong, and tough. You know what fighting really is, and you're good at it. Sure, you have a soft side, too. But you only show that to the people you care about most. Everyone else, they can eat your fist. So, so the, that sounds yeah. like the thing. Really impulsive so, character. Yeah, just like Your it's clobbering time. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the bull also, like the bull will always at any time have a love and a rival. Now the love might not be a romantic love. It could mm. be a close friend or a family member, but you always have these two warring entities that are a part of your psyche. And you mm. can you can you can change who they are as you go through the game, but you always have a love and you always have a rival. Maybe your rival is your romantic interest and your love is your villain. Uh, that's up to you, right? Yeah. But it's, that's it's a, all that's about That's a good Linkin Park song you're it's on the way. All here. about know, right? <laughs> The bull is all about passion. The, the bull is strong. The bull is my heat. <laughs> the, the bull is strong. Strong, very strong, but it's also uh, it's all about their heart. The, yeah. the, the heart of the bull as well. Yeah. It's all uh, uh, if you want to bring the bull into the game, you're also bringing in this whole lot of melodrama that comes in with that character. Yes. Uh, so the Nova is what I'll read here for you. Uh, you're a font of power. Channel it, and you can remake the world into exactly what you want. Unleash it, you can do miracles. It's wonderful and terrifying. Lose control even for a second, and other people get hurt. So that's your Scarlet Witch, mm. or your right. Your your you have the Nova is all about that Silver Age style of overpower, mm-hmm. uh, but with that comes like you can lose control of these powers quite often, especially with a miss or or a near hit. Um, and when that happens, your powers can go haywire and people die or people get hurt. Or, or, or things even worse. Uh, so if you want to play the Nova, you're bringing in a lot of superpower into this game, like even more than, like, this is Superman-level power, but in a teenager's body who mm. doesn't know how to control all that strength yet. Mm. And uh, uh, you can decide what powers they are, but the Nova is all about powers and fireworks and, and strength, but also then dealing with the repercussions if you can't control those powers. So they very much, they live in the moment. They live in the present. They can't worry too much about the future because they have to keep control at every moment now. Just, again, like if you're thinking Scarlet Witch uh, and, and, and the way she was handling herself during Civil War when mm. they were out on the missions uh, in the movies. Um, and uh, and there's a few other characters I can, uh, uh, I can't remember their names, but you can think of like. Well, like, like Superman too, yeah. like the whole like. I'm in a world made of cardboard sort of thing. Like, he has to, like, constantly be keeping himself in check and, like, like pulling yeah. his punches Jean or Grey. else he might just straight up murder Jean someone. Jean Grey fits into the Nova category as well because if she loses control, yeah. she could become Phoenix or the Phoenix Force. Uh, it plays into the Nova storyline as mm-hmm. well. Maybe your source of your power is a, is is a, a place we can go down to. Where do your powers come from? Is it a Phoenix Force kind of thing where it's coming from a, an insidious entity that is that is channeling itself through you and you can, I'll use this for good, but it doesn't want to use you for good, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that's a big part of the Nova as well is fighting against your own powers to use them to be a superhero and not a super weapon. Mm-hmm. We think we have one more? Yes, we do. Who wants to read that? I will read that. Go for it. So the delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> You've got these cool powers, but everyone keeps telling you how to use them. You know what they need? Someone to give them trouble, to make sure they don't always get their way. And hey, you're the perfect hero to do it. <laughs> so the delinquent is, um, uh, they're, 
they're the they're 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 the asshole in the group. They're yeah. they're they're yeah. they're they're always being snarky, but they also want an audience. They're also craving attention. There's mm. also something about them. They want to be in this team, but they also don't want to be a part of anything. And and yeah. and so they're always kind of fighting that self of them. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean the delinquent is more. It's less about their powers and more about their relationships and the way they deal with mm. the structures that are around them. Um, and uh, they have a. The delinquent was the hardest one for me to wrap my head around, but they have a, a kid Loki, Chase Stein, Arsenal, oh. Striker. Those are all uh, characters that are inspirations for the delinquent. Yeah, okay. Um, the delinquent works best by sticking close to teammates one way or the other as much as possible. Whether you're giving them grief, getting to know them better, or revealing your true self, your story is ultimately about how you relate to your closest compatriots. You're the companion, the helper, the provocateur. You make other characters' lives interesting with your presence. That's, mm. what, the, that's what the delinquent's all about. Hmm. Okay. So, in the order of arrival today, Jen arrived first, uh, which of these masks would you like to play? <laughs> or would you like to wait to see what everyone else chooses? Yeah. Jen has passed. That. Erica arrived after Jen. What mask interests you the most? The outsider. outsider. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got an alien in the mix. Nice. Uh, and Ori. Hmm. We have an outsider in our team. What character would you like to play? Do you want to see these other ones that are around the table? Um, let me see here. They all sound... They also so so fantastical. And, you want to be a human who turned into a dinosaur? That would be the transformer. Oh, it's true, actually. That it's a good one. Uh, yeah, I'll go with transformed. The only reason I was looking at the doomed was so I could make chem- my chemical romance jokes the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But this seems oh, more useful. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're all useful. <laughs> they, they're, they, uh, every single one of them. Um, and uh, finally, uh, at least Jen. in this character, I can actually be crawling. In we my have skin. we have an yeah. outsider and we have a transformed. So we have two <laughs> characters in a team that are very non-human looking. Um, so uh, which kind of mask would you like to pick? I'm going to go with the delinquent. You are going to go with the delinquent. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Interesting. Honestly, uh, <laughs> like, out of these whatever, ten, man. <sighs> I have no idea how I'm going to play this game now because none of you are playing any of the characters I was going to use for the arc. So, <laughs> so give me back the, uh, the skins you're not using. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll give you here uh, the papers on your character. Uh, Jen, that's you for your delinquent. You can read that in a, in a moment when other people are getting ready. And we have uh, no one played the Janus or the Legacy. God damn it. <laughs> okay, the Outsider. Here you go. Thank you. And uh, Or the Protege. I really wanted that mentor in the group. Um, I guess you're just going to have to write that fan fiction separately. Yeah. And... Uh, this is the transform. It's actually on two separate papers already. Sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. So there you go. So. Oh, I see. What we need to do now is uh, is work through creating your characters. Um, we have uh, uh, we each pick the playbook. Uh, we each then have questions during the process where we keep talking about your characters. Um, uh, in here, you have. Uh, your five labels, danger, freak, savior, superior, and mundane. Um, uh, I think they all just say add plus one to whatever you choose. Uh, Where the highlighted colors are on your sheet, those are your starting stats. 
Oh, okay. But they're constantly going to shift up and down, so that's why you got the pencils for You're going to be circling whichever is active at the time. Stats will never go above plus three. They'll never go below minus two. Um, what you can do now is choose one of your five to add plus, plus one to any of those five that you have uh, and, and increase it. Um, uh, danger, the thing about labels is these are how the world sees you and how you see yourself in the world. So danger is all about your, your, your power ability, uh, but um, obviously uh, your threat, um, your ability to do damage and harm. Um, uh, freak is uh, how inhuman you are, how you uh, interact with other people, uh, how are they afraid of you, how much of you are an outsider, um, how uh, belonging, your, your sense of belonging that you feel to the world around you. Savior is, as it sounds, it's, it's, it's your ability to, to uh, uh, self-sacrifice and, and put yourself out and defend others and to put them first in front of you, the needs of the many kind of a thing, where superiority is your own sense of self, your, your ability to stand up for yourself and, and to defend yourself and to be like, look at me, don't you know who I am? Uh, and mundane is your, uh, your human self, your non-powers, your everyday life. It's, it's your ability to reach out and empathize with someone and, and talk to them person to person. Um, different moves use different labels. We're all playing this for the first time, so don't overthink it. Just when you're adding your plus stat, just pick which one that fits to the character that you have forming in your head. Um, and then one at a time, I'm going to go around, I'm going to interview you to figure out which character you are, your name and your backstory. And um, making sure I'm doing this in the correct order. Uh, I need each of you first, uh, just uh, I think it's here on the front of your booklet. Uh, you can write down your hero name and your real name if they're different. Uh, have a look at what your looks are and, and circle one on each line uh, mm -hmm. to kind of figure out how your character is. And if none of those fit, you can write in your own, but these are sort of help guide you down the direction of your playbook. And then your abilities. Uh, you don't just get to choose any power. You get to choose mostly any power, but the abilities are uh, tailored for your style of playbook. And um, uh, if you have superpowers, oh, this is just what this one says. Uh, it'll say sort of what kind of powers you have. And uh, then if you have to choose any, mark off the boxes that you have to choose. Okay? So go ahead and do that now. Uh, Ori, introduce me to your transformed. Okay. So uh, originally I was just a high school student named Jordan Park. Jordan Park? Jordan Park. Um so I'm basically just going through my whole backstory and everything? Uh, not a whole, because we got questions oh, we got to answer okay, first. Okay. But I just want to know so, your name, uh, how you look, the abilities you have. And then we're oh, going to okay. open up the book and we're going to go through it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, my real name is Jordan Park, but my hero name is Brontosaur. So, like, Soar, S-O-R-E. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm like a horrible man Brontosaurus monster. Okay. Um, so my <laughs> abilities are uh, inhuman might and an affinity for plants. Or a plant affinity, like however you want to describe that. That's just one of the checkboxes because brontosaurs are herbivores. Yeah, actually, <laughs> what, 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 was, what would you actually check? I checked plant affinity. It actually says plant affinity? Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, I think that's like poison ivy uh, in the yeah. way, like, like the way she changed. Yeah, too, so. yeah. So I'm going to also have, like, uh, some degree of control over plants 
because okay. brontosaurs are herbivores. Okay, <laughs> interesting. And uh, uh, and but the thing is, you're also the transformer is also about like uh, being like this 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 yeah. this creature now. Yeah, and being I'm a real horrible monstrosity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it sucks. I'm yeah. a brontosaur. But you're not. You're not. You're like a, a brontosaur but I'm that's like, like a, half yeah, human a looking. Yeah, human, like, imagine like a halfway Cronenberg. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, on, yeah. I'm on the way to becoming a brontosaur. You're like really, really slowly transformed. Yeah. And it doesn't look good. No. No. Um, it sucks. Inside, with your labels, uh, which label would you like to give a plus one to? And does it say plus one at the top for you? Uh, yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, I gave a plus one to mundane. To mundane? To okay. put it at zero, because brontosaur. Okay. It's pretty mundane. Dinosaur. Uh, well, it'd be freak actually, but uh, <laughs> uh, and then here for your backstory. Well, my freak is at plus three already. Like it starts oh, really so it high. Oh, it starts at three. Because oh, I'm yeah. a freak. Yeah, it can't go higher than yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's no point. What's the first question in your backstory? Um, it's just uh, like, uh, what did you? When did you change? What caused it? So, uh, so was I supposed to like time? just circle those? I'm gonna. Oh, I'm interviewing I'm gonna... you now. You're not. Yes. You're you're not circling. You're answering. All of them. Yeah. 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 So, 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 yeah. So, so, so tell me what the question is and then what okay, the answer Okay, so who is. was I before? I was Jordan Park. I mm-hmm. was a high school student. Um, was had an interest in, uh, like, paleo science. Um, so uh, what happened was we were on this field trip to the museum. Uh, there was a... Uh, a Which museum? Just... Is the it, Museum it, it of like Dino... Natural history natural and stuff, history, yeah. Natural history, yeah. I don't know if there's a specific name for that in uh, Halcyon City. No, it was just the Museum of Natural History. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So uh, we were attacked by a villain uh, by the name of Nucleopatra. Nucleopatra? Yes. She's trying to. She had some plot of uh, resurrecting the dinosaur bones as like these. She's just like this Egyptian themed. Like Nuclear Egyptian biohazard? slash biohazard themed, yes. Okay, so like, she has like, crazy like Cleopatra in like a hazmat suit. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. She has new, you're getting hung up on the names. No, 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 it's I'm not. The... <laughs> I, I, I'm writing these characters down to become now like key components of yeah, our yeah. narrative. Yeah. New Cleopatra. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Yep. I thought it was pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she, uh... What is she trying to do? She was trying to, res- like, like use resurrect her, like, nuclear powers to resurrect the dinosaurs as her minions. And what happened was, like, one of her blasts, like, knocked me into... So she's like a necromancer more. She's more like Necleopatra. I guess like if that. you want to, like... Yeah, why, just, you, just, why don't you down. write it, Justin? No, 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 I'm just writing down resurrect the past. <laughs> That's fine. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I I got knocked into like a like the bone skeleton. She sounds like, like she would be one of the golden age villains too, though. Yeah, because like, that's such a that's she's such a like pretty, silver she's gold lame. age. Like, she's kind of lame. Yeah, she's like yeah. Adam West villains. Here. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, imagine that sort of scene playing out in a museum, and then like the the brontosaurus bones. Yeah, like she doesn't so much resurrect the bones as she has like this time ray yeah. where she hits the bones and then like reverses back forty million years yeah. and tries to bring them back to life. And she has all these villain like all these like henchmen that just have their names in like clear font on their shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Only henchmen. Yeah. So yeah, super lame. But yeah, I got knocked. I got hit with this beam while like falling backwards. Yeah, they're all shirtless in like those like skirts and like those really like offensively stereotyped. Yeah, 
uh, Egyptian movies back in like the golden age of cinema. There's like 60s rockabilly happening yeah. while people yeah. are getting punched <laughs> by police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, 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 so they, attack, got... they attack the history of National Museum while you're on a field trip. Yeah. And while she's using the time ray on one of the brontosaurus skeletons, it collapses onto you yeah. and begins to like do like really messed up things to your body. Yeah. And like, and so you've got yeah. this like rewinding. So I start to like mutate. You've got this rewinding brontosaurus genome like mutating your body. Yeah. I'm I'm de-evolving into something I could never have possibly been, but like our our DNAs are weirdly intertwined. Yeah, so I'm just this like horrible brontosaurus man. Kill me. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't laugh. Oh my god, how long were you like just just in like a coma for this, or was it? Oh no, this was like instantaneous. Like I I managed so, to like, like the rubble fell and then you burst it off and you're yeah. this monster. Yeah. Oh. And it freaked everyone, everyone out. And ran. They ran away. Everyone ran. Yeah. So I inadvertently saved the day. Have you seen your schoolmates since? Uh, not not like up close. So from that moment there, I, your life I couldn't was go over. to school like this. Yeah. So everyone just thinks you 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 went missing after that attack. Yeah. Jordan Park, there's still like <laughs> milk boxes and signs all yeah. around Halcyon City. So every time like, I, every time I, have you seen see Jordan milk Park? And I just see my old face. I'm like, oh, I wish I was a better dinosaur than this. Because that's my character's thing is that he like, you know, it would be also nice to just be a human again. But I also am extra mad that I didn't turn into a cooler dinosaur. <laughs> Like, um, I could have been, like, a Pteranodon and called kay. myself ter- Terrordon. So who outside of this team, yeah. so not a PC, is helping you now to understand your new body? Uh, this doctor uh, that, like, this doctor... If, if uh, you don't have any names, I've got our Patreon name okay. that I can yes. talk from. Oh, please, do. So uh, Dr. Baumgartner. Sure. Yeah. Baumgartner? Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. It's like this... Uh, like do- a therapist, doctor, like uh, kind of help me like come to terms with uh, what I'm becoming, uh, and like that's that's he's like an the anthrotherapist. W- yes, yes. <laughs> it's like the he's one para- there's the one person that reached out to me. Well, the thing is, Halcyon City has had its fair share of time travelers, aliens, mutants, yeah. monsters. So there's like this whole like specialized realm of like para super meta human psychology. Yeah. So so he's a meta human therapist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like um uh what's his name? Do you think uh, there's like a universal healthcare program for people that are affected by accidents in Halcyon City like this? Oh, there must be. Right? Like, like a whole like sub medical community that yeah. like they're they're funded by Aegis, which is an acronym uh and they're like the shields group in this. They're okay. the, they're the law enforcement group that keeps track. Everyone at this table has a file at Aegis. The minute you have a superpower or a meta-human event, you get a file. And that part of that file is you got flagged. Someone knocked on the door and said, you have a doctor's appointment with Dr. Baumgartner. <laughs> That's okay if I just kind of hijack yeah. that? Is that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, that works. That's totally Meta-therapist. good. therapist Cool. So you see Dr. Baumgartner, and he's helping you to understand mm. your new body. Um, why don't you just try to hide yourself away? How why, could I? Why are you being a superhero? Well, like, I might as well be doing, like, I do have, like, a, a sense of justice. I would like this kind of accident not to happen to someone else. Like, I don't want people, like, I was a, I was interested in paleoscience. Like, like that was an affront to uh, everything I stood for and believed in. Yeah. So, like, I want to be able to protect museums like that. 
Okay. I want to be able to make sure that no dinosaur exhibit ever goes, uh, like, they can ever be disturbed yeah, there we ever go. again. Excellent. Okay. Why do you, now I know we have we met the rest of the members of the team, so you can hold off on it, but I do want to know, why do you care about the team? Why are you part of a team? Uh, well, because I need to be part of a herd. My instincts <laughs> force me to become part of a herd in order oh to God. increase my survivability. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. And also, you know, we're all kind of freaks in our own way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, But mostly because I require uh, more than one brontosaur. Okay, Jen, uh, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. We're now going to introduce uh, your delinquent. Uh, did you come up with a name? Uh, yeah, it's probably not very good, though. You can change it. with Jane Doe. Jane Doe? <laughs> and uh, real name, real exciting also, Jane Smith. Jane Smith. Yeah. Wait, so uh, Jane Jane Doe is your alias? alias? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> like, uh, can I see? Uh, I'm just going to, yeah. uh, I'm sure you have uh, these things. So you uh, describe how you look. Um. So, I don't know, I went pretty basic. Uh, you went with jaded eyes, casual clothing, yeah. and a cheap costume. So yeah, yeah, you know, punk rock girl. Just so you got a bit of a Jessica Jones thing looking here. You're exactly, not really running yeah. around in a costume, <laughs> but so much as just like jeans and a jacket. I want to be comfortable. I want to look cool. <laughs> and what were the what were the abilities that you chose? Uh, uh, delinquent abilities are messy, deceiving, or frustrating, mm-hmm. and you chose two of these. Yeah, I went with teleportation and illusion. Mm. Okay, so teleportations are like tricks and illusions. So yeah, you can you can um, you can create manifestations that other people can see that aren't necessarily there. So you're you got a lot of mental abilities and 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 teleportation. Are you able to teleport people with you, or is it a, a very much a personal blink, or do you like run through like a portal that you form? Uh, I hadn't thought about whether I could do that with other people, but I'm gonna go with. No. <laughs> no? Because, like, even Nightcrawler ability. can grab onto people and teleport okay. with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's other people that can, like, like Doctor Strange can create a portal that people can just walk through, like a doorway. Um, those would all count as teleportation. All right. I'll go with the, yeah, if I could hold on to someone and take them with me. Then okay. That could be useful. All right. Yeah, you've definitely used it to shoplift. Um your labels, uh, which one did you choose to increase? Um, I chose to increase superior. Okay, your superior is up to three. Yeah. And uh, now I'm going to ask you your backstory questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't read your handwriting, so it's okay. Yeah, how it's how did you get your powers of teleportation and, and illusions, these psychic abilities? I went with, like, won it in a game of chance. Like, you know, walking down the street, one of those kind of, like, sketchy alley, three-card Monty-type people gives you an offer of winning, you know, unimaginable, something of unimaginable Really? You just value. went with the monkey, monkey's paw? You just, yeah, you just have exactly. the... Uh... <laughs> and, yeah, ended up with uh, these powers. Alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, uh, tell me more about this, 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 this game of chance. Are they part of, like, a larger gang? Are they known throughout the city as people who, like, offer powers to people to turn mundane... Humans into metahumans? Maybe sort of like a hooded figure type people you might see around. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking. To no good. I'm immediately thinking of like Legend of Korra, uh, sort of like a cult group that has this feeling of like people without powers should have powers 
and they like trick people into these contracts and then give them injections or something that that then create like like the outsiders uh, they create like these latent abilities that were dormant inside of you uh, but it's there's there's issues of like did you really consent to this game of chance for these powers since you didn't know which powers you would get mm-hmm. um, but there's this movement of people that feel like powers for everyone uh, or powers for no one uh, but this idea of like this two class city of people that have no powers and then the this like ruling class of superheroes that look over the city that have all these meta abilities. I think that's who you walked into in this alleyway. That sounds good. Yeah. This uh <laughs> cult of the mundane. <laughs> cult of the mundane. <laughs> so good. Um what do you do for fun? So I went I, I like punk rock. And smoke and pot and sleight of hand. <laughs> All right. That's pretty I'll straightforward. I'll make this blunt disappear, man. Who outside of the team thinks better of you than you do? My perpetually disappointed father. What's his name? Uh, do you want me to just come up with a name here? Yes. We've got Jane, we've got, we've got Jane Smith, right? So I'm wondering, I don't have any just first name characters here, but I'm going to just... You have two last names. It's like the opposite of Cher. Yeah, whatever. His name's Jonathan. (laughs) John Smith. John Smith. (laughs) John Smith, 1882. (laughs) Yeah, his middle name is Neeson, Jonathan Neeson Smith. And so, uh, yeah, uh, John Smith... He thinks better of you than you do. Uh, does he know about your abilities? No. Tried to keep that. Okay, it's not. We're not playing a Janet, so it's not a big part of your story. And okay. let's just move the mic in front of you, Janet. Oh, sorry. Right. Yeah, there we go. Okay. And um, uh, but uh, uh, he he yeah he's got this 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 better opinion of the person you could become. Yes. And uh, why do you try to be a hero? Because I have nothing better to do. You just, you got these abilities and you might as well make something of it? Yeah. Okay. And uh, why did, do you care about this team? Because I always felt like a bit of a freak and being around people who, you know, from another planet or part dinosaur <laughs> makes me feel more normal. <laughs> okay. All right. Like a part of something. <laughs> wow. Interesting. At least you feel normal. Yeah, she's just she's just hanging out in your team because she it feels makes her feel like I'm not yeah. that bad. Yeah, at least I'm not a dinosaur. <laughs> All right, rounding up our team. Finally, we have our last member, uh, Erica, playing the outsider. Yes. Uh, what's your outsider's name? Like my hero name? Yeah. Uh, White light. Hmm. And uh, and uh, does White light have a real name? Uh, yeah, well, White Light technically has two names because on her planet, she has a pop idol. So her pop idol name is Penny Sparkle, but her real name is Chloe, and she only goes under the name Chloe just because her last name is too hard to pronounce on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's but her code it's name. unpronounceable by human yes. tongue sci-fi trope. A yes. <laughs> uh, planet's called Galia, by the way. So. Galia. Galia. And uh, uh, can I see your playbook? There we go. So uh, the you 
shows you've got neon body, animal eyes, flashy clothing, and uh, your station's costume. What's your station? In, what's your society, your place in society? My place in society? Um, I guess what... Like, what are the options? <laughs> well, you 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 wrote you you circled your station's costumes. What's yeah, I didn't station? know it. I didn't know it. That your meant, station so. would be uh, like your your upper class, middle class, your your oh, your, upper, your, your ability, or your your royalty, your your position. Well, like I am a, a pop idol, so I mean, I have a pretty high class on my planet, but. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to get away from that right now. I just want some space. You got you got a lot of you got a lot of uh, feline things going on here. Cat like eyes, uh, wearing a cat suit, uh, light blue black skin, hair, blue skin, black hair, purple ombre. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can fly, and yes. you're pretty tough. And you then chose which two abilities? Uh, the heliokinesis, so I can generate energy from my hands, hence white light. Yeah. Uh, Channels through solar power. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 solar energy that you're yes. controlling. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit um, like Superman. You gotta you gotta actually get like recharge your batteries. Yeah. Mm. Um, and. Uh, what was the telepathy and mind blasts? Yes. yes. Mind bullets. Yes. That's telekinesis. Well, crowd. on our planet, we're very much like empaths. We can actually see people's auras, uh, so we can see colors, uh, different people's auras. Oh, yeah. interesting. So you have like a striped dark blue aura, and you have like a pink sparkly aura. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think yes. Just really admire that. <laughs> So why did you come to, why did you leave Planet Galia? Why did you come to Earth? Because I was just really, really tired of my pop idol life. I thought it was really suffocating after a while. I had a lot of fun with it. And, you know, my parents had made some trips um, to Earth in the past, but after calamity in the past. So you're like a child star here yeah. on, on Galia, and now you're like... Just you're having your, your you just gotta you just gotta get away from just that life. Get away, yeah. Gotta leave all those people behind. Nobody wanted me to go because of past calamity that happened on Earth and like uh, I guess like some conflict between both of our planets. But I really wanted to because I was really interested. The in planets people. are at peace now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and but... they had like a rough first contact. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, why do you want to stay? On Earth, at least for now. I want to stay because I'm starting to build a sense of understanding and empathy towards human beings here, which is interesting because I didn't think I would, but there's what, a curiosity what's, I have. What, what's interesting about humans? that Their auras. Their auras look very different than the auras and the people on my planet. What's it like on Galia? On Galia, they look pretty bland, but here there's so much more color and there's so much more vibrancy. So much more, there's a certain sense of complexity that I'm really enjoying about. So on Galia, everyone's much more like uniform, the same. Yeah. They all live the same culture and the That's same interests. That's why I'm a pop idol. There is it's like I'm something so different compared to what the society yeah. is like. And you're there. actually like you're literally for a time the only pop idol on the entire yeah. planet because they're like one like homogenous culture, <laughs> whereas Earth is millions of yeah. subcultures and interests. I just and... want to feel like I belong a little bit more. So even if it means I'm less of a special being like I am on my country, or my country, my planet. <laughs> so uh, your your people on Galia though they want you to come home. Why do they want home. you to come home? They want me to come home because they are not happy about the past conflicts between both planets. and There's prejudice? There's prejudice, yeah. And there's just a sense of having me home being like a sense of security and just, you know, I, I guess a, a possessiveness mm. okay. towards someone like me. So. And uh, why do you care about this team? 
Uh, very similarly as to why you care about the team, actually, is I like how we're all very different, and I, I feel less different. You, you know, don't like, stand out as much when you're yeah. next to a human dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> but there is also, you know, I mean, there is prejudice towards people here, towards me, because of the way I look. But I feel a lot more comfortable in a group like ours because I kind of feel like an outsider. But I feel like we're all kind of... I feel like an outsider on my planet. I feel a little bit like an outsider on your planet. But I feel a little bit more at home with each of you. So. Mm. Okay, we're so all misfits. We are all misfits. And what's, what, if you thought, now that we've introduced this, is there, uh, you, do you guys want a team name? Oh, man, we should have Ooh. a team name. We can, we can hold off on that idea. until we actually, yeah. let's, let's go through how the team came together. These are a series of questions that are going to be asked in a very particular order, starting with the outsider it comes first. Uh, your question, we're going to, I'll mention all three questions first, and then we'll answer them. Um, for the outsider, we didn't trust each other at first, but that changed. How? Why? We're going to answer that question. Then, we totally broke some major rules to win the fight. What rules did we break? Whose rules were they? So, also, there's a fight that you won, but you had to break a bunch of rules, or some rules, or a big rule to win that fight. What rule did you break, and whose rule was it? And finally, we drew attention and ire from plenty during the fight. One important person in particular now hates and fears us. Who is that person? And it could be one, any of the people we've already mentioned. Uh, we've got uh, uh, John Smith. We've got this cult, the, uh, the meta-therapist, Nucleopatra, uh, um, and uh, the citizens of Galia. Uh, with an I. And uh, uh, so the first question, as you've all heard it now, uh, why didn't we trust each other at first? And then how did it change? Mm. I feel like I, I would have been somewhat distrustful of pretty much anyone because, like, I would just shut people out. Um, so The two of you are both humans and one of you is delinquent. Could um, Jane have been... At the high school and the field trip and in the class oh, when you were we, transformed. Maybe we knew each other already. Yeah. You had already gotten your powers a little bit earlier and you'd been playing tricks around the high school. But maybe it was the transformation of, I don't know if you two were friends or if you even knew each other, but a, a classmate that you knew being transformed into this monster might have been what pushed you into this new life. Maybe. That sounds good. Yeah. We were friends before, but once we were both, you know, weirdos and ostracized, yeah. we needed to form a bond. Well, if you were, yeah, if you were, like, hiding your powers already and then, like, you saw, like, this horrible thing happen to your friend, like, that you might can't, you can't be able to, like, from. relate to them immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, I like that, actually. Okay, cool. Mm. So, so you didn't trust each other at first. Um, because you you didn't you, you didn't have powers you didn't he hadn't like we might have been like like part of like different social circles like maybe we were like just not in like that same kind of clique, um, yeah, but uh, each other were to pass in the hallway yeah never really hung out yeah now Halcyon City is used to seeing aliens so like an outsider coming to high school wouldn't be insane either mm. so is there a part maybe all three of you do go to the same school. We could. I could have been a transfer student. Oh, <laughs> nice. Part of a cultural exchange program? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Cultural <laughs> exchange program. And of course, you know, very curious about everybody, but also very hesitant. 
mm. not knowing the capacity of human beings. Right? But you didn't That's... trust each other until the accident. That's what changed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been like the uh, the crucial moment that kind yeah. of like brought everyone together. Yeah. And so this like maybe we were all on that field this... trip. Yeah. Everyone ran except you didn't because you're a hero or enough that you could have. Uh, helped chase away Nucleopatra before the, uh, the the other heroes showed up to the museum. And you um, teleported, but you stayed just around to see what was going on, saw that, that uh, uh, Jordan had survived, but was being, like, taken away by Aegis agents who had he'd been mutated. And uh, you eventually were able to reconnect and keep tabs with each other. But that's how you came to trust each other was was actually this, this attack of the museum. Mm. So the next question we have is we totally broke some major rules to win the fight. This is, this is how now your team got together uh, after this accident, after this moment that brought you all together. Uh, we totally broke some major rules to win the fight. What rules did we break? Whose rules were they? But we also need to be like, what are we fighting? Yeah. Mm. Who are the three of you fighting right now? And why were you doing that fight? You defeated a dangerous enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who was it? It was like your first victory. This is this victory was like, I guess we're a team now, right? Mm. You shared that moment, yeah. and you've been working together ever since. Mm. Following in the long tradition of Halcyon like, City superheroes. Like, what other situation would we have gotten into? Mm-hmm. Maybe did you try like, to track down Nucleopatra? Could have been. And we had one of our henchmen or someone... Smaller, um, trying to mm. get that device she used on the Brontosaurus skeleton. That, yeah, that, that could reverse uh, reverse my my time fluctuated body. Yeah, back to uh, back to just a regular man. <laughs> so, um, so you broke some major rules when you won that fight. What what were some of those major rules that you broke? Hmm. Well, if it's a town, there where there's been a lot of generations of superheroes, the previous generations of superheroes maybe had set out some kind of conduct rules other heroes are supposed to follow. Mm. Maybe, like, even jurisdictions or something. Heroes are supposed to stay in certain territories. And oh, is there, sure, like, a registration? Sure. Are you supposed to register yourselves as a team <laughs> in this city? Yeah, totally. mm. I wasn't going to have anything like that, but is there supposed to be, like, a superhero team registration? It could be like that, like you're, or it could you're, just you're be more like, on an unregistered you know, mission? This this area this part of town is is like um, like for lack of a better word like this is this is uh, like Batman's turf or whatever like like you don't you don't go into oh, his territory like they hero. like some okay. other Monty's some turf. other heroes so like who's, ha- really great so you broke you broke someone's turf rules like yeah. this is this is my territory this is my patrol zone yeah who what hero I've got a hero name I've already oh. written down um, Shadowhawk ooh. So Shadowhawk's territory. Yeah. And he's a hero, but he's going to be an antagonist in this story, even though he's a hero. Uh, You violated his, like, he's got strict patrol rules. He's got his own protégés that he looks after, other Mm. young heroes. Um, He himself is a Silver Age or Silver Generation hero. Mm. Um, And, uh, yeah, uh, he runs... um, a bit of an industrial complex of heroes and rules, and you went into his burrow yeah. in Halcyon City to chase down uh, Nucleopatra. Yeah. 
But it wasn't our fault. Like, they yeah. ran there. Like, we like just, we were doing what yeah. heroes are supposed yeah. to do. Well, when you crossed into his territory and the um, uh, ships, the, the, the drones that showed up to, like, alert the heroes that uh, assistance is on the way to, to back off and disengaged, mm. uh, you ignored them and yeah. you continued through. Of course. Through. Well, we yeah. were there and we were able to fight. So yeah. why not take responsibility of this instead of more calamity happening? Yeah. yeah. Which then, it was you know, our we're not fight. just going like, to wait and suck our thumbs. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. So then that leads into you drew attention and ire from plenty during this fight. One important person in particular now hates and fears you. Who is it? Let's not make Probably. that Shadowhawk because oh, you broke his okay. rules uh, and he's like keeping an eye on you. He doesn't hate and fear you. He just mm. is pissed off. Um, but let's let's introduce someone else into this into this world mm. uh, who um, uh, when you drew a lot of attention uh, from the fight, maybe uh, are we gonna throw this um, your dad into this mix? Maybe this whole thing got caught on the news. That's how he discovered. And he's all like, superhero power. "Really? You're gonna <laughs> hang out with freaks like that? You're gonna get yourself into trouble? You're gonna get yourself into danger? You're gonna get yourself into fights? You should be going to school." And so he's afraid of this alien and Dino Man that you're now teaming up with into a world of heroes that uh, he doesn't want you to have any part of. He wants you to just be a regular human. Let the heroes do the hero stuff. All right. So is that the attention then? This whole thing got caught. This big fight against Nucleopatra, and uh, which uh, which resulted, by the way, in the uh, the 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 time gun uh, being destroyed and uh, oh. being smashed apart. And she's going, "No, my plans to resurrect the past." <laughs> and uh, uh, and she uh, took off on her like hazmat jetpack. And uh, her henchman <laughs> ran off, mm. and uh, the the ruined remains of the broken cylinder. It's now just gun. like, like God damn it, holding my head down in shame with like my extended neck. While all these like, <laughs> like news cameras oh. and everything, the helicopter shots are filming it. And, yeah. um, like the telekinetic blast, the illusions. Let out a terrible illusions. roar. Um, <laughs> You just have like a lot of smashy, smashy the thing kind of powers, right? You're not like. Well, I also have plant abilities. Okay. I have I have a weird connection to plants. <laughs> yeah, but the real like flashy Kirby style of superpowers are coming from um, uh, white light. Here. Yeah. Like you're the one who's actually shooting like these mm -hmm. telekinetic blasts and beams of light from your hands and stuff. So, mm. yeah, there is this whole like you know. Uh, can we really trust these alien outsiders in our town when they can't respect the the, the different codes of the heroes that have set up to keep our town organized and safe? Mm. Uh, uh, do these kids these days don't respect rules? They don't respect uh, boundaries and and the and the way of things. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so it's just in one ear and out the other with these kids. So that sets up a couple of of characters, and um, I'm gonna write that down here. Keep Jane safe. It's very hard. And um, that brings us now to the final stage of character creation. Yeah. We're almost here. Mm -hmm. uh, the last step is uh, your relationships. Each of you has a uh, sentence or two sentences with a blank in them. I want you to read out that sentence and fill in that blank. 
the relationship can be with a player or with any of the NPCs we've mentioned up to this point. Hmm. So, like, I have here uh, for the beacon, blank is awesome, and you take every chance to get to hang out with them, right? So uh, what, what does it say there for you, Ori? Um, blank comforted you when you were at your lowest. So who comforted you when you were at your lowest? Hmm. Do you want it to be the delinquent? Probably the delinquent, yeah. I All think right, that so makes sense. Give the delinquent, the delinquent, um, mark down, uh, I don't know if there's any place for it here. Where's influences? Um, it, uh, just somewhere off the side, because I was supposed to have tokens for each of the characters, but um, you have influence over um, uh, Brontosaur. And, uh, uh, and all that means is... Uh, uh, Bonuses on rolls and your ability, your the words you say to him can affect his labels, can shift them up and down depending on how you do. He, like your your opinion matters, whether he wants to accept it or not. The influence is there, so you've given uh, you've given that. Um, what's the other uh, line there? For for me, yeah. Uh, blank knew you before you changed. So that uh, also kind of fits at the link. Blank wins, knew but... you before you changed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that fits the delinquent, but do we want to put someone else in that yeah, you, before you changed? Is there yeah. any other character we've mentioned, uh, 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 any of the villains or um, mm. or another character you'd like to bring in? Someone that you know, maybe you don't have contact with them anymore, but they knew who you were before your accident. Um, yeah, let me think. And didn't expand my backstory that much, so I don't actually know who would be a good character to bring in. Well, that's what this question is to yeah. do, is to expand yeah, yeah. that backstory. Um, who would be an interesting person to... So is that going to give me influence over that person, or is... No, we're not... I only gave influence in that because of uh, the vulnerability that was shared. It was just me making a judgment call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is just to help build up relationships between characters and for me to uh, ultimately make a... Uh, these moves here with hooks to help oh, me okay. decide how I'm going to build the narrative. Um, crud. I don't know yet. Okay, we'll come maybe, back to maybe you. Maybe move Jen? on. Maybe move on. Uh, what's uh, what's what's the first sentence in your relationship? You keep trying to impress blank with your antics. Who do you keep trying to impress with your antics? Um, I don't know. Maybe that weird cult who gave me the powers. <laughs> it matters to me. That they know that I'm developing them. Um, I'm gonna keep the cult a little bit more mysterious for now. Okay. I don't know if you've been in any touch with them since. Okay. Um, it's just like Reddit forums and stuff. But uh, <laughs> uh, it, let's make this more of a of a specific person. Is there anyone that you just want to keep impressing with your your and making like illusion tricks and stuff and like you're you're that shit disturber who just wants to get attention by like bugging them and trolling them. Um. White Light or Brontosaur? Maybe I want to impress White Light because she has such grand powers and I feel like, yeah. Yeah, she's all cool and sparkly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. What's this? Do you have another line under relationships? Yep, and you and Blank pulled an awesome, if illegal, stunt together. Who did you pull an illegal stunt with? Uh, maybe Brontosaur to make him feel better after you know, his transformation. So Show him on, like, how much fun he could have with powers. 
So you went on some crazy, like, what, illegal joyride and some, like, hella jet? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been really fun. Okay. Yeah. You, you, yeah, so you, like, you, like, hold on to that memory. That was a great memory. Yeah. Remember that time we, we just stole, stole that a hella jet? Hella jet? <laughs> I just got, like, my head sticking out the window. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> All right, so write those like names that. down. And uh, Erica, uh, your relationships. Sure. So I've, you've been learning about Earth by spending time with blank. Who and have you been spending time with to learn more about Earth? Brentasaur and Jane. Let's, we could say that. Yeah, just the team. So you we guys have been teaching her about the ways of know. Earth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little too timid to just like go up teachers. to people, but yeah, mm. you guys are, are good. All right, <laughs> and what's your other? You have a crush on blank, but you keep it under wraps. So I put Jane. I have a crush on you, and you're apparently <laughs> trying to impress me, but I'm trying not to let you know about my feelings. Whoa. Complicated. I know. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's pretty impressive, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I it's not like I like you or anything. All right, so final step here, Bronosaur, influence. Yeah. What does the line say? Yeah. Oh, the influence line? What, what does that line say? Uh, follow directions. You try not to care what other people think if you can't shut, even if you can't shut everyone out, give influence to one teammate. So give influence. Uh, uh, we've already given it to Jen. Yeah, so, so I would give it to a White Light. Well, no, let's just uh, we'll give it to Jen. We'll just keep it. Uh, I don't want to hand everyone else to everyone have influence. Oh, I'd okay. like to keep it at least a little so bit. So just all to. The... So Jen's got your influence. You can only get influence once. Okay. You either have it or you don't. It's not something that stacks. Okay. Right, and if uh, in fact actually because if you ever get influence a second time, you get to shift a label, Jen. So because that's happened. Uh, your influence, well, well, this is an example now, you get to shift one of his labels, of his five. One will go up and one will go down. Which of the five labels would you like to see go up or down? It doesn't, without even knowing what the number is, because if you uh, want the oh. freak to go even higher, um, that will put a condition, maybe insecurity onto him, like you don't think you can measure up to the delinquent's desire for you to be even more freaky. Mm. Um, uh, but... Uh, it, what what label would you like to shift? Uh, danger, freak, savior, superior, mundane. Which which of these traits would you like to see more amplified with your friend, the Brontosaur? Okay, um, maybe oh. maybe see savior go up. Oh, see him more of a savior. So uh, at the expense of what? Like, what do you not see him as of these five? Uh, mundane. So he's not mundane. Okay, so shift your mundane down even more. Uh, so that's back down to minus one, and your savior yeah. goes up one. Yeah. All right, and this is going to happen oh, a lot in the one. game. It's going to keep going up and down, like as these as these uh, labels uh, shift positions. Sweet. All right. That's one thing at, with influence that you have, uh, Jen, is a moves uh, that you do later in the game can be shifting the brontosaurus labels around. All right. So your uh, influence. Uh, so mine says you care. Way more than you let on. Give three teammates influence over you. Okay, so everyone's going to get influence over okay. over the delinquent. She really does care about what you guys think. So uh, mark that down so we don't forget. Yep. By default, every adult in Halcyon City starts with influence over you because you're all young kids. By default, people your age do not uh, unless uh, other things uh, happen. We haven't met anyone like that. Erica, what does your influence line say? Uh it says, choose your demeanor, haughty or cheerful. So I chose cheerful. Yeah. And it says, if you're cheerful, like I am, you're thrilled to be here. Give everyone influence over you. Okay, so everyone gets influence over white light. So, in fact, the only person you don't have influence over is, is Brontosaur, mm -hmm. which is, I kind of like how that's balanced, but everyone else has influence over everybody. So you're a pretty tight-knit team that really cares about how the other members of the team think about you. 
Uh, your last relationship question. What was it, uh, uh, Ori? I was uh, blank knew you before you changed. So who who knew you before you changed? Uh, what about um, her dad? Okay. Her father knew me as like, was like that kid's cool. Until, until he freaked out and turned into a dinosaur. Yeah. And now, and now it's like, you should really not be hanging out with that guy. Yeah, he might be yeah. part of, like, um, a parent-teacher association stuff. He's, like, really kind of, like, involved in the school. Yeah. And, and he knows that, like, this kid went missing. Yeah. And I was, like, a good student, too. Yeah. Like, I was, There's, like, like, this little memorial service that was held and everything yeah. at the school because uh, you haven't even been back to your parents because you're this monster. Yeah. And uh, everyone just thinks you're either missing or presumed dead and lost in the attack. Yeah. There's this whole ceremony and this whole thing. And you, you're at the ceremony going, like, like that scene in Stranger Things. <laughs> When they're all like having that ceremony for for their missing friend, mm-hmm. and like he's alive, he's in the other side. You're like the thing. You're not like paying attention because you're like he's alive. He's just hanging out at our base. <laughs> um, so we haven't described the base. We can get to all of that. Fill in those blanks as we go. What I want to do here is um, that's pretty much the hour of the show. But I do want to end with uh, uh, the a scene where we can play out the the moves. So. We arrive in Halcyon City now. This has been some time after your um, team has been formed. And I'm going to put a penny up here. Is uh, Team is a resource in the game. As you take certain things, you might add team to the pool. And then throughout the game, anyone can spend team on someone else's role if they can assist them oh, to like, okay. increase it. Right, and so uh, as you work together as a team, you'll add more pool to it. At the beginning of each hour, I'll be starting it with at least one, or adding one into the pool to kind of prime the pumps, get things going. Okay. So as we come through Halcyon City, city of the future, you know, city of the world, city of heroes, and uh, uh, gleaming skyscrapers, uh, uh, technology far in advance of other cities, some of them even alien, brought in from Gallia uh, or Galia uh, uh, after the, uh, the, the uh, arms disagreement and the peace accords have been made. They've brought their own consulate and people and, 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 and architecture in, uh, onto the city, and it's become like a port of call now as these aliens come to meet Earth. And... Um, and uh, likewise, humans have now gone off to visit on on Galia as an exchange, and that's how our uh, uh, white light ended up uh, in in our school. Um, uh, as we move through the city, uh, we hear uh, uh, in in like the comic book box uh, the uh, radio scanner of a police of a police car that um, uh, a villain uh, calls himself the Void. Is uh, uh, he's broken into um, uh, a laboratory, uh, secure laboratory vault, uh, after some tech, and it just happens that uh, this is unlike the thing with Shadowhawk, uh, is in an area that um, uh, the three of you regularly patrol, and you're nearby when you pick up the scanner. You're, you're I guess you're you're in your stolen helijet. <laughs> and, and you're going to the police scanner, and you hear uh, the void is attacking um, the uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's come up with a name for this scientific laboratory. Um, like, like a corporation's name, and it's, it's their it's their like secure vault for all of their experimental equipment. Exocon. 
Exocon. <laughs> so, so they broke it into the Exocon uh, laboratory. Uh, Not to be confused with the convention that's being held like three doors down. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. At Exocon? No, yeah, no, that, yeah. It's, that's different. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the convention for superheroes with exoskeletons. Yes. This is yes. this is the pharmaceutical and None of them can be bothered. To... Yeah. So the Void is attacking. You guys have never heard the Void, but uh, enough that the, uh, the, the authorities nearby uh, uh, seem to know what's going on. And um, as we come down, before the three of you arrive, each of you are going to arrive individually. Uh, one of you is in the Helijet and puts out the call, uh, but all we see in the comic is, is a hand uh, pressing the buttons. We don't know who it is yet. And um, and we come down to the outside of the street uh, and the big glass doors into Exocon and uh, standing in front of it in like a trench coat and hat and mask, like a, a wrapping. He's clearly like a Bronze Age or Bronze uh, Generation villain mm. uh, covered in, in wrapping and uh, with this uh, great big ray gun looking thing. Uh, he's pointing it at a wall and um, as he's uh, triggering it, this big red beam comes out onto the wall and it's not so much melting the wall away as it's phasing and it's just creating like this perfect hole through the wall as... Um, <coughs> Uh, 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 and he's just holding that. As, as other people are coming by, he's got um, another piece of equipment on his back that's creating this red field around him that's preventing uh, uh, any of the police that have come around with their guns out around the cars to get through this field as he's just going to walk right through the wall. So while all this chaos is happening, it's like dusk, the sun is setting, people are running off. You know, as you do when villains arrive and uh, the police are, are holding back and they're waiting for the heroes to arrive because uh, normal humans can't really deal with threats like this. So they tend to let the metahumans handle and they just secure the perimeter. Um, and uh, who wants to arrive first on the scene and how and describe how you arrive? We're not going to get engaged yet. Just mm. your arrival. And then when all three of you are in, we'll engage. OK. I would uh jump down from the the helijet and like do like the superman landing okay so so that as the sun's coming down all of a sudden it's like yeah. a little shadow over bar yeah it's, just this, like, like, this sound yeah and like all of a sudden this like brontosaurus man falls out of the sky yeah. flailingly yeah so I'm, you hear you I'm, hear like some of the officers like, who's yeah. that i don't know it must be someone new yeah <laughs> like just screamed in the sky. Cry. All right, so yeah, as the battle like, cry goes out, who arrives next? Um, I'll teleport in from nearby after hearing about the trouble. So he, you, he, he, superhero lands onto the ground, and you just like bamf right behind him. Yeah. Mm. And uh, white light. Well, because of my flying abilities, I sense danger nearby, and I swoop in mm. to go help my buddies. So you come down Sounds and you just good. land. Yeah. Uh, do you ever, do you touch the ground or are you staying no, in flight? No, I like I'm usually in flight when usually, I'm in battle you know. mode. Yeah. Is that is that a Galia like thing? Do your people just not normally touch no, the ground? No, we do. But if there's ever um, a situation where there's like I thought um, it would be an interesting cultural like a, thing where it's just like culturally you just don't let your touch touch the ground. <laughs> it's just like uh, a little in, taboo. When we're in moments of danger, 
then we are perpetually floating. Mm. Oh, okay. So yeah. when when Gailey gives is, you the most when mobility. Gailey is yeah, like yeah. exactly. Or when they're on, or they all like like. Yeah. So if you're like talking to someone from, if you're talking to a Galian <laughs> yeah. and they start getting like a little agitated, you'll notice they'll start like floating up above their yeah. chair. <laughs> it's a little hard for us to be able to hide. Those kinds of emotions. Interesting. Mm. So, Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that 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 uh, that I am going to use that. Okay. I'm going to use that against you. Uh, <laughs> so the three of you have now arrived on the scene, and uh, the void. Uh, he's not paying attention to you. He's going to start walking towards the uh, uh, the hole in the wall that he's created. And um, uh, at the beginning of this, you have uh, where are my where's my move sheet. Um, Directly engage a target. You have a team move. When you enter battle against a dangerous foe as a team, right? So that's what's happening here. That's just because it's the first episode. I'm just going to find guy and you into it. Yeah. Um, who in this situation is the leader? Mm, kind of thinking probably the one not. in the helijet who like called it in. I guess. I don't really feel like. I would be the leader of the team. You guys but... all have to decide who's the leader of this team. I think you're all looking at Ori. I think you're all looking at the all reason right, why right. you're even a team. Okay, all right. I'll be the leader. You're the heart. Yeah. I think you're the heart here. So do you sense. have influence over both of the other characters? Uh, actually, I do. So yes. you get to add team into this pool. Sweet. Um, Did it. Everyone has the same purpose in this fight. Each of you, what is your purpose in this fight? Why, why, why have you answered uh, uh, Brontosaur's call to uh, take on the void? Pure empathy, just looking out for my friend. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the purpose. Like, is your purpose to what? What? Jen, why, why, why are you fighting the void? Why, why are you here? He, he wants to rob this. This. He wants to rob Exocon. You guys are showing up. What's, I just want to know, do you have the same purpose or do you have different reasons? It sounds like you're all the same. I just I need you to I answer. I mean, my purpose is just to make crime extinct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Right. Uh, it's going to be four episodes of that. It's not a complicated question. I just <laughs> yeah. want to hear you say that you all have the same purpose. Well, that's the thing. I think after all the calamity on my own planet, I'm just not one who wants to just accept that conflict. And I want to face it and fight it. Okay. For a greater good, personally speaking. Does anyone mistrust the team leader? No. no. <laughs> and uh, your team, <laughs> you're 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 prepared for this. You're on balance. You're you're ready for this. So, um, uh, anyone working with team can spend one from team to give them plus one to their role. Team members can also spend team to act selfishly when you act selfishly. So. At this point now, you guys can just describe to me uh, what you want to do to stop the void from uh, from stealing from this place. Mm. And you've got some basic moves. Oh, we didn't we didn't talk about which moves you picked, but uh, you'll just tell me then when we get into it. But each of your moves have um, triggers that happen on specific times, and uh, and 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 you can let me know when you want to do those, as well as the basic moves that I handed out in this uh, in in your little pamphlet there. That's for you, Ori. Um, you have, like, directly engage a target, unleash your powers, uh, comfort or support, probably won't happen right now, piercing the mask is when you see someone for who they truly are, or defending someone or something, uh, or you can even just assess the situation right now, 
uh, or provoke someone to do what they want. Um, taking a powerful blow is usually something when you're already in combat. So uh, what would you, uh, of those moves going into this fight, uh, what would you like to do here with the Void? Or are you just going to watch them? Or are you going to stop them? Oh, yeah, I, I would want to act immediately. So you want he's to, clearly doing something. So do you want to do you want to directly engage? Yeah. And just go right in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm not I'm not gonna I don't want to wait to see what comes out of that hole. Okay. So do you want how do you want to how do you want to engage him? Do you want to tackle him? Want to? Yeah. I, I think it would just be I just do like a, a charge in. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like a stampede. So uh, you're going so roll uh, danger. Okay. Sweet. Do I just roll both of these? For yeah, that? you roll both of them. Okay. And With you add your danger label. Yeah. So that is nine altogether. So on a seven to nine, you're going to pick one of these. You resist avoiding their blows. Uh, because when when you hit, you're going to start trading blows with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a seven to nine, you can resist avoiding their blows. You can take something from them. You can create an opportunity for your allies, or you can impress, surprise, or frighten the opposition. Huh. There's two of those. And that you also have really to describe like... to me how you're getting through the the red field. Yeah. Well, it's just like a like a force field, right? Yeah, it's more like it's stopping bullets, not people. Yeah. So. Well, I I feel like yeah, like my. Uh, my size and, and and like force is too much for it. Okay. Like I I just barrel. It's meant to. It's clearly meant to stop like projectiles. So like I just smash through it. Okay. And I just like collide with him. Um. So. So of those four, do you want to resist avoiding their blows? Because you're gonna start fighting back and forth. He's gonna yeah, yeah. try and hit back against you or or do something to stop you from stopping his plans. I feel like I'd like to. Uh, like, because one of them's like take something from take him, something right? from them as a second I'd like option. to take that. Uh, can I take that like uh, ray gun with him or from him? Yep, you can. Then I would like to do that. So when you move in, although you are going to take a powerful blow when you do this, uh, you don't have any conditions. So there's roll two sixes. Okay. You want to roll low for this? Okay. Uh, five. You rolled five. Actually, on a miss, you stand strong. Mark potential as normal and say how you weather the blow. So uh, on your sheet there, actually, mark potential. Um, I think that's on the back. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah right so here. Yeah, fill in your potential track. So when like, you get five of those, you level up. Oh, sweet. So you mark potential because you fucking rock this. So you, <laughs> you push yourself through his kinetic barrier. Yeah. And you run up to the void and you tackle him to the ground. Yeah. And you rip the gun away from him and you just throw it? Yeah. I would I can I like throw it towards my teammates? That would be more like assisting your allies mm, and, okay. you can, and you didn't roll high enough for that. All right. So yeah, so, I'll just toss it away. And and he starts trying to I mean he, you're you're a giant dra- uh, dinosaur man. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of super strength here. So um you've got him like pinned. Yeah. All right, what are the other two of you want to do? Hmm. I mean, I would like. I wanted to use my mind blast abilities to further incapacitate him. Mm. The the the. the, I I will say when the gun went off and was thrown away. uh, When the red light turned off, the hole in the wall didn't. uh, It it didn't phase in. It sort of come back partially, and the whole building is starting to lose sort of like structural integrity. Oh shoot! And and it didn't like form back in because it didn't. 
okay. didn't go through the process. Which just when it got cut off, right. part of the wall kind of came back and sort of starting to crumble and, yeah. and, and, and fall down. And there's still people inside oh, no. uh, Exocon that are running for the emergency exits. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if any of my abilities would be able to help sustain that building. Um, in terms of what I'm capable of with my mind blast abilities or to like telepathy, that's not gonna do. This is whatever you like. Mm. Just you can just you can just retcon the comic books. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mysterious retcon alien in character. the first issue. Just yeah. let me know what you want to do. I'm just I'm just describing this. You've yeah, got totally. you've got you've got innocents in the building that are trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Brontosaur has has knocked uh, the void down and thrown the gun aside, but mm-hmm. the the wall is 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 destabilizing. Um, and, uh, uh, if you, uh, you can assess the situation where you roll superior and then you can ask me some questions and I can answer them for you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can I assess the situation? And then if you better? act on those answers, you'll uh-huh. get plus one towards those rolls. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So, uh, roll, roll two sixes. It's okay. always rolling two sixes. You're going to add it to your superior stat. Okay. So I have five. Okay, so a five is a miss. Uh, so mark potential, okay. but you're starting to look everything in, but everything's very chaotic, and you don't know these people as well as you thought you did, and you don't know who's a threat and who's in who who who's in need, and yeah, like and I help people, you're feeling a little you're feeling like, a little stuck. So you're also on a miss. You're gonna mark a condition. Okay. Um, one of the conditions. Uh, I so I remember what they are. Um, You get to choose uh, afraid, angry, guilty, hopeless, or insecure. Hmm. Hopeless or insecure, I feel, would be appropriate. Yeah, uh, a bit on the hopeless side, not really knowing. I don't really know what sure. I don't. I don't know what I can do. I don't know what my powers can do. So, uh, so mark off hopeless as a condition. Okay, sure. And if you end up getting all conditions, you're out. You have to. You have to run away. Oh no. Um, so Jane, uh, white light isn't doing much. Uh, Brontosaurus tackled the void, threw the gun away, but um, the, the the device has been turned off, but things are, are starting to crumble around. Um, I'll add in here, you do notice the void is not entirely working alone, that inside Exocon you can see that there are these uh, like masked bandits uh, uh, also in like like. Uh, trench coats uh, running out uh, of the building, but um, they're being caught up in the evacuation and the hustle and the bustle, uh, and they've got a um, a box in their hand. They're they're like carrying between the two of them. Okay. Um. I guess maybe I would want to. You got White Light who doesn't yeah. know what to do. You got Bront who's fighting. <coughs> Mano a dino against uh, the void, and uh, and you have innocence running and potentially uh, henchmen uh, getting away. Okay, so suppose I'd want to stop those henchmen. <laughs> you do whatever you want. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I have like the power to create you, you, distractions. You can Perhaps roll I'd mundane to, to support white light as well to comfort or support and be like, you can get into the fight. This is what you can do. You can shift their labels and even remove that condition that they just took up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can defend the people in the building. You can roll for that for your savior. Uh, you can provoke those henchmen. Hey, you think you're just going to run away? Come after me, uh, kind of a thing. Um, uh, when you provoke someone, 
what you're doing and what you're wanting are separate things. You would okay. tell the game master, this is what I want them to do. And then you would say in character what you're actually doing. So you might go up to an adult and be like, where are you getting in my face? You're going to go take this outside when really you want them to be an adult and be like, I'm not going to fight you and walk away from it. Right, but you're 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 banking on them doing that, but that's not how you're acting. That's how provoking kind of works. What you're doing is not necessarily what you want. You're you're just you're 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 hoping that you can manipulate them into working your way. Okay. So that's how those basic moves work. Um, and just have a look and and uh, tell me what you want to do, and then I can look at the triggers and tell you which move is is being activated. Or you can look at the moves and be like, oh, I'd like to do that. So like, okay. however you want to work the fiction. But, but think here of the narrative, right? We're just having a conversation about this battle. And from there, um, we'll figure out what the moves are. Okay. Like, what do you want to do here as I've described the situation? I guess defend the people in the building. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And how would you like to? You've got, you've got uh, uh, your illusions. You've got teleportation. I just teleport uh, them out of the collapse. You can start jumping in, grabbing them, yeah. and bringing them out to safety. And you're just kind of shuttling them through. Yeah, I want to do that. Great. So uh, roll your savior stat. Okay. So you roll both every time? Every time. Okay. And then add your savior number to it. It's a nine. It's a nine? So... Uh, on a seven to nine, this is going to cost you. Okay. Expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Add a team to the pool. Take influence over someone you protect. Clear a condition. Um, that's for NPC threats. On a hit, you keep them safe and choose one. Um, on a seven to nine, it costs you. Expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. So this is... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, and you can also... Uh, add team to the pool, take influence over someone that you're protecting. You're protecting uh, NPCs, so that doesn't really matter right now. Mm -hmm. If you're protecting another player, you could get influence over them. You can clear condition, you don't have any conditions. So we'll just add team to the pool. As well, if anyone wants to help another player in their action, they can use team and they can jump in. You can be like, oh, I'm helping her out. So you throw the void to the side and start grabbing people out of the doors. Mm. Right? That right? might actually be a good idea. Mm -hmm. Like, those are all things you can do. And at any yeah. time, this isn't like, there's no initiative roles. No. This is all happening together mm. collaboratively. Mm -hmm. So, and maybe you well, see... I, I want to help. You see, yeah. like, oh, oh, I can help with that. To be like, okay, yeah, no, you know what? Snap out of it. Let's you know, do this. you have telepathy? I do have telepathy. Yes, yes. So you can start like holding the wall up. Oh, yeah. Right? To stop it from falling down. You can start, that, maybe yeah. you can unleash your powers, yeah. is one of the moves where you don't really know exactly what all of your powers do because you never really had an opportunity to use them on Galia. Yeah. And now you're like, can I hold this wall up? Yeah. I don't know. Let's find out. Yeah. And you start really pushing your telepathy to its limits. Yeah. That would be, uh, you would roll freak for that. And you could do that. You could do, that, do right that right now. Right now? So, okay. first, Jane. Okay. You have to choose, though, are you exposing yourself to danger or are you escalating the situation? Because um, you're grabbing people out of the room, but it's coming in at a cost now as you're going in and out and in and out. I guess exposing myself to danger because so the building's collapsing. these guys, these henchmen inside, they see what you're doing mm -hmm. and um, uh, they start... Uh, 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 taking hostages. They're holding on to them. Going like, if you're going to get rid of them, you're going to take us out with them. And they're like, and they're, 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 they've, they've got um, uh, these, uh, these similar looking energy weapons that were being used to cut a hole through the wall. Uh, they're now pointing at, uh, at, at civilians as they're seeing you going in and out. 
and they're like, you're going to get us out too. And now you're, you, when, when you teleport back in. So now you've, you've uh, did you want to expose to danger or escalate the situation? I, I said expose to danger. Uh, okay, never mind then. Uh, that would be escalating. Uh, exposing danger, uh, falling debris from the ceiling. So uh, you're going to uh, roll, um, you don't have any conditions, so just roll 2d6. You might take a blow from falling rocks. Okay. As the building is starting to crumble. So I got nine, sorry, which stat Yeah, I'm just, just, just tell me what the result is. Okay. I'll tell you what happens. So it's nine. It's a nine. Um, Mark... Uh, yeah, so so you're, you're 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 getting hit by rocks and it's slowing you down, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you're 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 trying to grab people and bring them out, but um, you're not able to move as fast and it's tiring you out. So you're gonna have to mark um, uh, as, as one of them comes down almost right on you, and you have to teleport away before that happens and then come back. Uh, mark a condition, uh, and you get to pick which one. Like, which one would be appropriate for this situation? Does it matter? Or, or actually, what you can do is you can give ground, so you can, like, stop mm-hmm. teleporting in, or you can lash out verbally, provoking a teammate to do foolhardy action. Like, are you guys going to help me? Kind of a thing. Okay. As well as, uh, let me have a look at your playbook at what moves mm-hmm. you have. Because you also have... I don't know what these moves are. Mm-hmm, I don't have yeah. them all memorized. If there's a move in here that you think is more appropriate than a basic move, uh-huh. use it. Okay. Just tell me. Um, I don't care what you think, criminal mind. When you assess a situation, you can always ask one of the followings and troublemaker. When you help a teammate through destructive criminal rule-breaking actions. Okay, so none of those three are currently helpful. working out, but they yeah. might be more helpful after fights. Okay. So this happens, and uh, uh, do you want to uh, provoke a teammate into foolhardy action? Give ground? Or uh, struggle past the pain and mark a condition. Um, I, I'll go with mark a condition. Okay, so mark yeah. off a condition that you want. Okay. Normally it would be two, but um, I don't think it's that extreme right now. Okay. Uh, Erica, you wanted to uh, unleash, and we'll get to you, Ori, right after mm-hmm. Erica. Do you want to unleash your powers yeah. to start holding the building up with your mind? Yes. Yeah, so okay, so that. roll freak. Okay. So I have, uh, let's see, 11, 12. 12. Yes. Uh, oh, and because um, I have the condition of hopeless, is that a minus two? Minus, minus two, two to unleash uh, your powers. Unleash your powers, okay, yeah. Okay, so then 10. 10, that's still, that's still a solid hit. That's awesome. So uh, on a hit, you do it. Okay. That's it. Good. You start, Sweet. you reach out, and you guys see, like, bright light coming from her hands, and then the mm-hmm. bright light, like, there's, like, a light now forming around the ceiling of the of, of, of the building, and, and the light itself is creating, like, this lattice work that's holding everything together. Like, like it's it's still falling, but it's, like, something's holding it, like a, like a bed sheet of light that's been draped out underneath, and it's all holding. It's, it's all still going to fall, but as long as Erica holds, or not, as, as long as uh, white light holds it, it's, it's just going to stand there mm. and uh, so that's kind of cool so uh, Brontosaur uh, you've knocked the void down you've knocked the gun out of his way yeah um, uh, what would you like to do now you've also uh, you were looking at uh, one of your own playbook abilities uh, yeah I was just skimming over these like what I'm actually able to do um, cause 
at this point, like, we've mostly got the situation under control, other than, like, the building's Oh, uh, you could have rolled unstoppable when you smash your way through scenery to get away, to get to or away from something. That would have been, like, when you're running towards them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have rolled, the world breaks before you and you get what you want. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, and it's good to know monster. that I have you that. Frighten, yes. intimidate, or cow others with your monstrous form. Roll freak, throw one off and make themselves vulnerable to you, or they flee. Do you want to be the monster to the void? Yeah. Get him out of the scene and just help the civilians. Well, Let's I just... want to know what the heck he's trying to do, or is he just like a throwaway dude who's just like trying to rob a building? Right now, he's a he, he's a new player on the scene who's trying to rob a building. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna be the monster. So I am my own monster. So roll. Uh, is it freak? <laughs> is that what that says? Uh, yeah. So roll your freak. I'm a freak. Which is a plus three still. Uh, yeah, it's thirteen. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, he uh, uh uh you only see his eyes underneath, yeah. and actually getting up close, you can see that um there's scarring underneath. The, the wrapping. Of course he is. He's a Rob Liefeld drawing. Right. So so so, but but his eyes go wide. Yeah. And he like runs and he backs away, and and he just. Um, so I'm just kind of like, just like roaring and flailing. Yeah. And actually, when as he gets loud up, and scary underneath his trench coat, he pulls out another one of those small guns that the henchmen are using. I don't know if you've seen those uh, from your vantage point. I have and, not. And, and he pulls out and he points it at the wall, and like a red portal appears, and he jumps through it and it closes behind him. <laughs> Showed him. And uh, uh, and then back inside, uh, you, uh, you're, you work through the pain and you keep teleporting people out. Um, but uh, in the chaos, uh, the henchmen with the box have, they you, you've lost track of them uh, and they've gotten away. Uh, when that happens, you're able to relax. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in fact, it's um, uh, another hero arrives on the scene. Um, someone... Uh, 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 Grass Dragon is his name, and he's uh, uh, yeah. That's a Patreon uh, request, and uh, Grass Dragon um, so like the name of my is like a Doctor Strange. <laughs> he's like a Doctor Strange Silver Generation hero. Does he have the and, Savage Dragon Mohawk? Uh, y- yes, sure. He's got the, put his man in the grass. He's got green green oh. grass. He's like a chia pet kind of thing going yes. on with his hair. And and anyway, he comes down from from the sky. He's got like his like. Huge cloak out and 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 whatever and uh, and 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 the 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 light that you're holding up starts to turn green mm-hmm. and he's now using his powers to very easily like hold things down and he starts to move the rubble to the side and says you can relax now and uh, and and some of the other adult heroes start to arrive on the scene and and dealing with the cleanup as uh, the three of you are now being sort of like. Left behind in all like the the chaos as uh, the police start moving in and and taking witness statements mm. and um, no one knows what's happened to the void or or what was going on no one knows what was stolen from that um, uh, from from the henchmen or or where they went um, as this is all being cleaned up um, is there anything you'd like to do before we wrap up this episode. Mm. Can we do like a like, like as a, a team? Like is there a, something you'd like to say? You'd like to talk to each other? Hmm. Should do like a team high five. I was yeah. just thinking that. <laughs> Three way high five. Yes. <laughs> like you save like, some people here. Um, I have uh, one of your team moves here that you have is um, yeah. 
Each playbook has two moves listed under the section team moves. These are always, oh, they're in your playbooks. That's why. They're not, uh, they're on the back, very back, where it says team moves. When yeah. you share a triumphant oh. celebration with someone. Right? Oh, it literally is the high five move. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. I was looking for it under basic moves, but it's not there. Yeah. It's in your playbook. Mm -hmm. So if you're having this, you're actually having it with one of character. Even if you're having it with the group, you have to pick one character as your target oh. for this. And if you want to have, like, you fucking did it. You stopped the void. You saved the people. You didn't do that. You have, like, like did you see when you did this, when you did that? And that happened. Like, you have this mm -hmm. moment. Um, who do you want to have it with? And, and describe that part to me. And, sure. just, and you can read out that team move. And the same thing happens when you share a vulnerability or weakness, which I feel like with the delinquent is going to happen, like, all the fucking time. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, like, turn to celebrate the team and just be like, it's like, that was, it's like, that was fantastic. It's like, when you were teleporting those people out, that was, that was dynamite. So, when you share a triumphant <laughs> celebration with someone, clear one condition if they treat you like a perfectly normal person and mark potential if they praise your power or abilities okay right so that's that thing so that would that's be what i'm doing so yeah but but what you need you need someone else to do that for you yeah, so I, so is anyone yeah. here treating him like a normal human and being like praising him for his powers like yes. that part when he ran through the barrier oh, and tackled the void shined so brightly <laughs> you were wonderful thank Aww. you so much well thank you <laughs> Yeah, remember those team moves, because I can't keep track of them all individually for you. You're responsible for helping to mm -hmm. trigger them. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, Mark's more potential, and um, and we'll add more to the team pool uh, for for that. Does anyone else have a team move that they think will be appropriate here in this little moment? Jen? I don't know if this is... Just read it out. So my uh, triumphant celebration team move is uh, when you share a triumphant celebration with someone, ask them if they think you're cool. If they say yes, <laughs> give them influence and take influence over them. If they say no, mark a condition or spurn them immediately. If so, they're a teammate, then either way, add teams to the pool. So ask one of them if they thought that whole bit we saw. Did you see when I was doing yeah. the teleporting? Hey, white light, did you think it was cool when I... You don't have to say, you don't have to say building? think it was cool, right? Like, you don't have to feel like it's being lame. But, like, it's that moment when no, that Ray and Finn... Like, Notice me. When Ray and Finn meet up in the Millennium Falcon after their first... Like, did you see what I did that? Yeah, did yeah. You see that? that was crazy. Like, like that. Yeah, that's yeah. the same thing. That was pretty cool. Just a little. They say yes, give them influence, and take influence over them. Okay, so you both already had influence, right? Yeah. yeah. So because you both already have influence, you both get to shift the other person's labels. Okay. And you don't get to, it's not voluntary. Erica's influence or White Light's influence over uh, uh, Jane. Um, you, Erica, what label would you like to shift for Jane uh, mm -hmm. to, to, to move up? What do you okay. see her more as? Hmm. Someone who's dangerous, a freak, someone who's superior, a savior, more mundane, more human. Hmm. I would do savior. I was really impressed by your actions, too. Cool. So let's move that one so up. So roll savior up. But what is she not, what do you not see her as of those five? Because one of them has to go down to balance out so it's the same total, right? I don't see you as much of a freak as you think you are. So let's, okay. let's notch that okay. one down. So the freak drops. And uh, as for your opinion of white light, since you already have influence over her, what 
how the label's going to shift here. Okay. Um, just move your danger up. Okay. Because you were pretty hesitant to jump in. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to know what to pick. Doesn't matter. Just pick one. I don't know. Okay. Uh -oh. Danger goes up, and and something else goes down. Um, maybe uh, uh, superiority. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. With yeah. That. Drop down the superiority because you held back a bit. You don't see her too much as being so superior. Yeah. Um, and uh, finally, does your team move qualify here? For my team move. Yeah. Well. When you share a triumphant celebration, take influence over them if you show them meaningful affection, physical or emotional. They decide if it's meaningful. I think you thought my um, compliment about your aura was yeah. meaningful. I appreciate it that. It made it made <laughs> me it made me feel like not as ugly as a brontosaurus. It made me feel sparkly and pink. Has anyone ever actually <laughs> pointed out that the brontosaurus isn't even an actual dinosaur? Shut up, yeah. man. What? Shut up. Magical. <laughs> Imaginary. You think, you think Jurassic Park just made up what dinosaurs are? <laughs> yeah, actually, a lot, a lot of what they did, they just made up. Oh man, yeah. you're wrecking my style. <laughs> yeah. All right. So great. So you all, you all met your team move. You've all marked potential now, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, because of that, and uh, you're all one step closer to becoming the heroes you were meant to be. Uh, that took a little longer. Uh, with our creation, uh, but uh, uh, we we set up our character, set up our team. We've 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 met our first villain and, and our first mission. Uh, what do you guys think? You ready for episode two? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Really I mean, if it's just me charging into people, throwing their guns away, watch them run away scared, let's do it. Okay. So right before we end this issue, then every um, situation solved. Right before we end this issue, then uh, you, uh, uh, Jane, you get you 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 pick up your phone. Because you, you had it off during the fight and you've opened it up. Mm -hmm. You have 14 missed calls from your father. Uh-oh. Uh, and, and text messages. He's watching the news and he's kind of freaking out. And um, going to be so grounded. And, uh, <laughs> and, mean, and, then, and But then when that happens, white light, um, you open your phone and you've got a message as well. Uh, okay. You have um, a monitor that is going to be sent to... Uh, Check in on your intrusive behaviors on Earth culture. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> and that will be happening in the next episode. <laughs> All right. So the two of you have this moment, and then and then it goes to the brontosaur. Yeah. He's like, no one cares about yeah. me. I don't have a phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Can you even use a phone with your hands? I don't know. Yes, they're, yes. They're You're like, like Bebop and Rocksteady. You just got like big meaty oh, hands. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. With like maybe I feel like, like my feet would be like. <laughs> Like actual, like, like, like just, you know how like Bebop and Rocksteady, one of them's got like hoofs on the end of his fingers. Oh yeah, right? like like instead still of like fingers, fingernails, but instead of fingernails, you got like a hoof. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind okay. of thing I pictured. Perfect. Like so you're yeah. still like buttons. functional. Yeah. You can still clobber. <laughs> I have to use like an iPad. Yeah, that's the thing. Was that. <laughs> I was gonna say you totally yeah. break. But no, no, phone. you can't use the iPad because it's got a cracked screen you on can't, it. There's like, no, there's no electrokinetic. <laughs> Uh, connection for the uh, digitizer on the screen because you got the hoof nails. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, but so, you painted like that stuff on your your hoofs, so you, that you actually. So you need to like. You, I got those like, those, those, like, like finger gloves. Yeah. Or like little <laughs> styluses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to use a stylus with like, with these like club. Like a dinosaur with chopsticks. 
lovely. All right, well. I just want to use Twitter. For the beginning Uh. of our masks story, for the new generation of our misfit team of misfits. Uh, I've been uh, Justin Eacock, uh, playing through masks. We figure out this story. Uh, joined around the table with our transformed brontosaur. Ori Wagner. Our delinquent Jane Doe. Jen Walker. And the outsider, White Light. Erica Sabo. And until we meet next time, the Void is not a one-off villain, Ori. <gasps> it's the beginning of an arc I am calling The Other City. Then he better remember that look of terror in his eyes. (laughs) Because the brontosaur is the most terrifying of all dinosaurs. The king of dinosaurs, if you will. Really? Really? I I almost want to make... Yeah. I think I've already decided what my next villain for the next episode (laughs) is going to be. I have a... This book is actually really good at providing, like, very specific things for me to do. Mm. And one of them is um, to... Like definitely find like other transformed creatures to be villains against oh, man. you, and to have them attack you with unthinking words. I swear, if street sharks just start showing up, <laughs> we're gonna have some problems. You're making other dino kind look bad. <laughs> we won't have it. Ah, bite me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until we meet again next week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, 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 on, on the, here on the Terrible Warriors. Uh, I've been Justin Eacock, and uh, take it away, Justin. On the Terrible Warriors has new episodes every Tuesday and every Thursday. Masks will return in two weeks' time. We have a villain now, and the transformed, the delinquent, and the outsider are going on patrol. And if you return to us on Thursday, Derek the Bard and his Edmonton crew are playing the Secrets of Cats of Gravity Falls. Yeah, they're just playing regular house cats. But what do regular house cats get up to when you're not around? That's the secret in The Secrets of Cats. And next Tuesday, we return to the Mutants in Orbit campaign. Our mutants are in space, and they're about to be under attack by killer robot bees. Oh, I don't want to don't want to ruin anything here for you, so we'll just see you on Tuesday. It's a weird one. And of course, you can continue to support us at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. You can get in on choosing the next game. There's a poll open right now to decide which game we record on March the 5th. You've got about two weeks to get your vote in. You can follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors to find out what that winner is. Enough from me. Today's Terrible Warriors... We're Erica Sabo, Jen Walker, Ori Falconer, and Justin Eacock with NPC cameo appearances by Patreon supporters just like you. And until we meet again, dear listener, keep your eyes to the sky. Because it's a bird? No, it's a plane. No, it's a terrible warrior. <laughs> <laughs>